In old school games, life is cheap. Don't be a dope. Bring your pole, oil, and rope. And try not to go down in a heap. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Down in a Heap podcast. I'm your host, Rob, podcasting to you live from beautiful northeast Minneapolis. Continuing with the dragon theme here, I'm thinking about rolling up a couple just to see how they turn out from my my house rules. Seems like I should uh, take it for a spin, right? And I'll take you along with me, whether you like it or not. <clears throat> but first, I got some calls here from Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast, uh, Evil Jeff from Minions and Musings, and Daniel Norton from Bandits Keep. They've all got some responses to the latest dragon spiel. Hey Rob, great episode on your house rules for dragons. Yeah, I'm one of the people that would say they're a little complicated for me. Although, like you say, if you make them up ahead of time, it's not a big deal and you just have your you know, your roll of extra dragons and when they encounter one, you pull it out and that's the one they encounter. So that's, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, thank you so much for joining me for the St. Patrick's Day show. You, you and Ray really made that a wonderful experience, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Rob, it's Evil Jeff. Listening to your house rules for your dragons for swords and wizardry and just got through the part about the morale. Even though it's adding more bookkeeping, I would mm-hmm. actually do one other little tweak in there, uh, and it's related to the hit dice that you talked about, starting at Hatchling, you know, three, four, or five, everything. Uh, Maybe for the, say four is the baseline. If they start off with a three hit dice, then lower their morale by one to six. But if they, or maybe leave it at seven, but if they are one that scores a five hit dice, you know, they're stronger than most, then up their morale by one. It kind of sounds right. Think about that. Hey Rob, Daniel, fans keep just listening to your latest dragon episode. I really like the rules that you you put together there. It makes me think with all those rules that you're gonna need to use a bunch of dragons. That's the kind of thing that I would do is spend hours making a rule set to then only make one dragon with it. But I think there's a lot of cool stuff there. I like the varied breath weapons. I love the morale going up and down. I think that's a really good idea. You know, I'm coming around to the idea of the morale being a better option than the subdual. Uh, because, I mean, it's already a system, as, as you guys have said, uh, a couple places. So, yeah, great stuff. Um, keep at it. And, uh, yeah, I definitely would love to to an episode of you rolling some of these up. Because I would use one of those dragons in my games for sure. Hey, thanks for the calls, guys. I appreciate it. it uh, Jason referring to that St. Patrick's Day episode that we did with, with Ray Otis from Plundergrounds. That was a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. Especially the conversation involving Ray was, um, I think, pretty cool. But, uh, I mean, it's always good talking to Ray. It's always good talking to Jason. But I've, you know, (laughs) I guess I've got a horse in the race, too. I'm biased. But listening back to it, I thought it was pretty good for a couple drunkards. Um, And you're right, it might be too involved, too complicated. But I do kind of... The, the system I'm laying out here 
is kind of like treating a dragon as an NPC, a primary mover and shaker in the world. I mean, you could have just a a rando dragon or something and use the, the rules that are in your whatever rule set you prefer, and that's fine. I mean, you're going to probably get a pretty interesting dragon, too, and it, you don't need tables and stuff to apply a specific personality or whatever to it, but I kind of like having this little codified system. Evil Jeff's comments about morale make some sense, and you could certainly tweak these to have kind of a different baseline. It makes some sense that maybe there'd be, like, the alpha in the nest that uh, that is maybe a little bit higher morale, but then again, sometimes... Uh, the big boys are bullies and, and are cowardly at heart, too. And sometimes the runt of the litter is actually the brave one. But but you could certainly um, apply what you were talking about. And and that has some, some uh, good reasoning behind it. And Daniel, yeah, let's, uh, let's roll some up. Let's actually use this crap. <laughs> Let's put these you know, dragon creation rules to use. First thing we do is determine how old the dragon is that's uh, inhabiting the region. So we roll 3d6 to con and consult the chart. I got a pretty low number. I got an 8. So that's an immature dragon. And it will have 4 hit points per hit die. So. I think the best way to maybe do this is just to step through it and be really procedural and talk about how the dragon changes until it gets to its final stage. So it starts out as a hatchling. This is uh, one to two years old with an AC of six or 13 if you're using ascending like I do. It has a movement rate of nine, zero flying. It hasn't learned to fly yet or maybe its wings haven't developed well enough to fly yet. It has uh, two claw attacks, but each claw only do, does a single point of damage, and its bite is a d4. So it's really, you know, not much more uh, powerful than a giant rat. <laughs> it's like a super rat. Um, saving throw is 12, and it starts out with a 7 morale and a base intelligence of... 8 plus a die 6, oh, a 5, 13, so this is a pretty smart dragon. And you'll note that the, the low end is just, is 9, so even the um, dumbest dragon is going to be kind of like human intelligence, the way I've got this set up. Uh, it starts out with hit dice, um, you roll an 8-sider, kind of like in the AD&D Monster Manual, and a 1 to 2, it starts out at 3 hit dice. On a 3 to 7, 4 hit dice, and on an 8, it is 5 hit dice. I rolled a 7, so it starts out with 4 hit dice. So this hatchling, at this stage, only has 1 hit point per hit dice, so it only has 4 hit points. Um, so yeah, it is kind of like um, a giant rat. Uh, it has a chance to automatically, or a chance to speak... Uh, at 
at the beginning equal to its intelligence. And so that would be 13%. And nope, I rolled a 25, so it does not speak yet. And let's see, let's, uh, we'll determine its alignment. Roll a 2d6, on a 2 to 3 it's lawful, 4 to 7 it's neutral, and 8 to 12 it's chaotic. And we get a 12, so it is, it's very chaotic. <laughs> Alright, and it's not speaking yet, so it doesn't have a, a chance to learn magic. So it uh, ages a little bit, becomes very young, which is ages 3 to 5. Its AC improves to a 14. Its hit dice go up to 5. It now has 2 hit points per hit die, so it actually goes from 4 to 10 hit points. Its claws are now a little bit more effective. It's a die 2 times 2, and its bite moves up to a d6, so it's kind of like... Um, short sword and damage and its saving throw drops to 11. We roll to see if its intelligence improves from that 13. Uh, nope, a 9, so it stays at 13. But it now automatically learns Draconic. And there's a chance equal to its in intelligence times its age category that it will learn an additional language. Or wait, no, that will come at uh, the stage three. Okay, so we roll that same percentage is the chance that it will now be a magic using dragon because it's uh, it's speaking at this time. So it will be 13 times two, a 26% chance. Ooh, dice are hot, 16. So it is now the equivalent of a first level magic user. And we'll check to see if its morale has changed. It was a 7 as a hatchling. So I roll 2d6. It's essentially like making a morale check. If I roll below that 7, it drops by a point. If I roll above that 7, it increases by a point. And if I roll 7, there's no change. So we get a 10. So it actually, the morale jumps up to an 8. It's getting a little bit more sure of itself. And as a first level magic user, it knows one spell. I don't know about you guys, but I, I view the the spells in the book as the kind of common or commonly known spells. And um, when I'm determining spells on a scroll or something, I usually use a die higher when I'm randomizing. And if it comes up with a result above the chart, the chart's limit, I just create a new spell. And I think dragons could be a repository for this kind of hidden lore or different styles of magic so even though there's only 10 first level spells in the list i'm gonna roll a 12 and see what i come up with i get a one so a charm person is the spell it knows all right now we move up to the young stage where it's th got three hit points per hit die the hit die automatically goes up one to six it has three hit points per hit die so it's now at 18 hit points. Its AC improves to 15. Its movement rate, I forgot to mention, the last stage, the very young, it kept its movement rate of 9 on the ground, but it became a flyer. It uh, can now fly at 18. And now at young, its movement rate goes up to 12. It's developed its you know, full musculature, and, um, and it uh, 
can, is still flying at 18. Its claws now do a d3. Its bite is now like a two-handed sword. It's a d8 or d10. Its saving throw drops another one to 10, or I should say improves by one to a 10. We'll roll 3d6 and see if it uh, is more intelligent. Uh, yeah, I rolled a 16, so its intelligence actually goes up to 14. Uh, we'll roll its morale. It's currently at 8 to see if that changes. And I rolled an 8, so it stays at 8. And it's already a magic user, so it improves by one level of magic user every time it advances in age category. So it's now a second level magic user. And it has a chance to uh, know another language equal to its intelligence times its age category. So 14 uh, times 3, a 42% chance. And I roll 32. So it knows another language in addition to uh, Draconic. We'll just say it's common. You could use anything, but I'm just going to say it's the language of the, of the humans in the region. Uh, it gets another spell, so let's see what it gets here. Rolled a nine. Shield. You know, that's kind of a useless spell for a dragon. I'd be inclined to re-roll that. Shh, don't tell anyone. Get, let's see. Magic missile, that's more like it. Okay, magic missile. And... I believe that's it. So now we reach the final stage, the, the age we determined when we were randomly determining uh, how old the dragon was when we encountered immature. So he's now 16 or to 25. You know, we did, didn't determine the gender. I just roll a, a die. Odds it's a male, even it's a female. Uh, we get a six, it's female. All right, so she is now 16 to 25 years old. Her AC is 16. She now goes up to seven hit dice and four hit points per die, 28 hit points. Uh, her saving throw is now a nine. Her claws are like daggers. They do a d4, two attacks, d4. And her bite is now two d8. That's pretty punishing. And she can have a chance to have her intelligence increase. Uh, nope. Level 6. So it stays at 14. Still pretty intelligent. That's, I think, highly intelligent by the <laughs> AD&D Monster Manual kind of codification. Her morale is currently at 8. Let's see if it improves or stays the same or... I rolled a 9. So she is highly motivated. She has a 9 morale. I, it was 8. I rolled a 9. So it goes up by 1 to 9. Uh, let's see if she knows another language. Her intelligence, 14 times 4. 56% chance. I rolled a 39. So yes, she knows another language. Let's just say Goblin. Maybe she has uh, some goblins doing her bidding. Um, so she's now a third level magic user. Um, remember the spellcasting ability goes up one every 
age category progressed after they become a magic user. So she gains another first level spell and a second level spell. So let's see. First level spell. I rolled a 12. So I would create something unique um, to this dragon. Maybe it would be something that you think of as you know, dragon-like. Maybe after you determine the breath weapon, maybe it would be something along the lines of, you know, a minor version of that elemental magic or the type of effect the breath weapon has or something. But I'd create something unique, and that would make the dragon a little bit uh, different too. And there are 16 second-level spells, so I would roll a d20. Let's see what we get. I got Magic Mouth. Hmm. Well, that could be a pretty interesting spell for a dragon to have. It uh, could be used for warding. It could be used to uh, potentially send messages or something. Yeah, that could be... Yeah, I could work with that. That's pretty cool. All right. And then, so I note that all dragons are greedy and um, and vain to some degree and then have suggest that uh, you roll twice on the course the uh, 2d6 chart corresponding to the dragon's alignment so our dragon is chaotic so i've got my cross index of my chaotic personality table here and I rolled a six. Scheming. Mm, well, that seems like it can fall in well with uh, intelligence of 14. This is a bright, conniving dragon using its, probably using its charming charm spell and magic mouth spell to create some kind of network of spies or followers or something to help help it achieve its whatever nefarious ends it has. And rolling again, I got a nine. It is irascible. <laughs> so it uh, uh, is kind of a grumpy dragon too. And then last, we will roll its breath weapon, which is also a 2d6 chart. It... Uh, the most likely outcome is the traditional fire breather, with the outliers being like two breath weapons and a cloud of pestilence and all these other typical things. I got a spinner. What will it come up with? I rolled a four. Stinking gas. So this is like a, a stinking cloud kind of spell. Um, so it's going to be debilitating for those that remain in the gas and fail their saving throws and for those that make their saving throws it's still going to give them a penalty on their on their dice rolls to hit and uh and saving throws and stuff because they're just choking on this horrid stench as long as they stay within the gas cloud um, and it can breathe that three times per day but it's Lair smells like cabbage or something. <laughs> uh, Six-week-old cabbage, fermented cabbage. Ooh, 
anyway. So that there we have our immature dragon. And I'll maybe roll up a couple others, but we've seen the process uh, uh, step by step. And uh, yeah, I'll roll up one, maybe two more uh, off the mics and just let you know what I got. All right, I took a couple minutes and rolled up another dragon. This one, I wanted to get it older on the the range of the table just for the sake of doing it, so I I rolled 2d6 plus 6, so I'd get higher up on the chart. And I did get an old dragon, which is the seventh stage. So, again, had um, average hit dice, so it, by the time it's old, it has 10 hit points, 7 hit points per die, so 70 hit points. has an AC of 19. Its movement on the ground is decreased down to a 9. First thing to go is the legs, right? <laughs> All you geezers out there. Uh, remains a strong flyer, though, 24. Its alignment is neutral. Its saving throw is a 6. Its claws are 1d6 times 2, and its bite is 2d12. It wound up uh, having a 13 intelligence. It knows Draconic, Common, and Elvish. Its morale, it's kind of a cowardly dragon. It's a 6 for morale. Its personality is lazy and inquisitive. <laughs> and I rolled two breath weapons. I came up with frost and paralytic gas. Unfortunately, though, when I rolled, I, I said if it has two breath weapons, roll a d6 on a 1 to 2. It has two heads, but nah, I didn't get the two-header. If I did have two heads, I think I'd maybe say that it, uh, maybe one head could breathe one breath weapon, the other breathe the other right um and it would probably just have two bite attacks maybe not any claws though because it's supporting more weight up front or something It'd be a little bit more unbalanced but yeah you could do whatever you want uh it learned magic a little bit less uh or later in its age stages than our first immature dragon but it still learned it and it's the equivalent of a fourth level magic user and the spells it knows are sleep light protection from evil, and then web and invisibility, which would make it pretty challenging and would would aid it being uh, having kind of an inquisitive nature. So there you go. There's an older dragon. And this, you know, process didn't really take all that long to go through. Um, I, I think once you get the hang of it, it would, uh, wouldn't take long at all. But and maybe this is worthwhile to you, maybe not. There's a few that have mentioned that they'd like to see these rules once I kind of have them down in a PDF and I'm horrible at layout. Um, it takes me forever, so it might be a week or two before I get around to getting it to a stage where I feel comfortable sharing it, where it's not at least embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, I hope this wasn't too boring. Thanks for the calls from... Uh, Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast, from Evil Jeff of the Minions and Musings podcast, and Daniel Norton from the Bandits Keep podcast and YouTube channel. Go check out their stuff too. And until I talk to you again, don't go down in a heap.